Hey guys, and welcome back to Culture Boys, a show where two guys just want to have a chat. This week is part two with Wilder once again, live action adaptations, Bleach, and Jojo. Let's get right into it. Should we move on to another one about swords? Yeah, sure, let's do it. So, let's talk about Bleach. Yes, 2018's Netflix original Bleach. You know, I'm in mixed minds about Bleach. It was it was an odd one. Like, I mean, I appreciate that they had to try and turn it into a two hour long film with a full story. But, you know, the first arc essentially in the anime is Soul Society, right? Yeah. It's pretty much the first. Uh, Yeah. Sort of. You know, it's a bit of the training on the ground, but there's no real villain, villain, villains per se until he ends up getting to Soul Society. True. So obviously they had to do that by having um, Rukia's brother. I always forget his name. What's his name? I just, I literally just watched it. Byakuya. Byakuya Kuchiki. Byakuya, yeah. So of course they had to use him and then Renji as a side villain. But I mean, it was, it was done well. I loved the effects in it. I don't think the hollows actually looked too tacky and CGI. They could have looked a lot worse, put it like that. Yeah, they still looked a bit... I mean, obviously, of course they did. Yeah, they they still looked a bit too CGI for me, as in, like, they were a bit too, like, slick. I think some were better than others. Yes. Like, interestingly, I think the best-looking one is uh, the Grand Fisher from when Ichigo first gets his powers from Rukia. Yeah, that first form, yeah, yeah. I'd say that was one of the better-looking ones, and and the, like, wood one. Yes, I would agree with that. That one looks very good as well. But, you know, generally speaking, like, it's not even in the... I mean, it is, but it's not even too fantastical as far as Bleach could have gone, you know? Yeah, I I guess because they stuck with the more grounded stuff, because, you know, that first bit before Soul Society hasn't got, like, that weird yet. We haven't gone Bonkai or anything like that really yet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we did in Renji and Byakuya, I think, but... No, that was just Shikai release. Oh, of course it was. Bankai is the main one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Bankai is not till like at the end yeah, yeah, of yeah, Soul yeah, Society. God, yeah, pretty much. God. But it's been yeah. a while since I've watched it. <laughs> hey, it's been a while since I've seen it as well. Like I, I was saying to Sam before recording at the for the end of the film, I did have to quickly Google some of the manga so I could recap because I I could not remember if the, some of that played out in a similar fashion because I don't remember. Byakuya even being there, let alone fighting. Yeah, so, I mean, Byakuya didn't really come down to Earth for all of the reasons that he did in the film. Yeah, and I will say, though, although some things in the film, I was like, meh, it was all right. It was a decent film, right? Like, as adaptations go, it was one of the better ones. I mean, it did well in the box office. Which says a lot, but you know, they, you can tell that they were setting it up for potential future things. Oh yeah. But I, from what I've read and I've looked into it, it doesn't look like anything's been announced anytime soon. <laughs> but you know, I mean, they've got Chad in it because of course they've got Chad in it, but he doesn't really do anything. Yeah. He's just there. They got Orohime. Yeah. Yeah. Orohime is just there. To, uh, and here's something that, and I will get very much into this in Full Metal Alchemist, believe you me. <laughs> But something that really annoys me about, like, main female characters in these live-action versions... I think I know what you're going to say. ...is, for some reason, 
I don't know if it's the actresses or anything like that, nothing against them, but they almost compared to all of the other actors act it to anime. And it really, really, really gets on my nerves. I think that is a Japanese acting thing. Yeah, but no one else really is like it. Like, it's specifically Orihime and Winry drive me up the wall, both of them. The other (laughs) actresses are fine. It's Orihime and Winry, as in the how they play the, oh, I kind of fancy you kind of thing. Yeah. And it's it's, it's, it's too over the top. Like, I get that Orihime is interested in Ichigo, but the way the actress portrays it, it just, it's too, it's, I, I have no other way of putting it other than it's too anime. It, it is. And compared to everyone else and how everyone else is acting, it just feels a bit off. It is almost a caricature of a character. Yes. Yes, there you go. That is a good way to phrase it. it it's very... The thing is, to me, it is very Japanese, right? It's like if you've ever seen a clip of Japanese TV shows, the, like female presenters or the you know female host or whatever is always like a little more over the top and a little more energetic and i think that's just and what they're going for i guess but you know yeah like the japanese public or like people who are on tv in japan like it seems like the men react in one way that for what you would consider a man is like oh that's a bit much but then like the women have to like over overreact like they need to go like a hundred and thirty percent and you're like ah you can tone that down a hell of a lot i mean some of them some of them do like i have no gripes with uh rukia i thought the actress who played her was great yeah i've got no gripes with like orihime's friend played it very well it was just orihime yeah it was just her but yeah like what can i say I, I don't know. Maybe it is just a thing about them being like, "Oh, you're you're in love." Like you have to you have to really push that that like element. And I agree with you. It's weird. It is very strange. I have more to say about Winry than I do with Orihime, but we'll get into that. <laughs> to be fair, Winry is in it a lot more than Orihime is. Yeah, but yeah, as I say, <laughs> we'll get there. But I mean, Ichigo, I think is great. I love the whole style of it with how they were like, you know, at start like Ichigo Karasaki, orange hair high school student i i quite enjoyed like the kind of styling of that i thought that was great but one gripe i did have with the film is i don't understand why some of the characters and some of the things they go this is going to look as close as we can get to the manga and then you've got other things where they're like uh we kind of tried but then we didn't care like for example like you said ichigo looks like ichigo right Uh got the orange hair got the brown eyes the guy exudes ichigo you're like yeah i believe that but then for example orihime who in the anime and the manga has orange hair as well is jinja didn't do didn't give her a wig or dye her hair chad even looked although it was still like a japanese guy chad looked kind of like chad the hair was quite good uryu looked a bit like uryu albeit maybe slightly more run down he was like a run down uryu yeah, he looked like really tired. <laughs> more than like more than like Yes, yes. A very tired Uryu. Uryu, but completely done at this point. Yeah. Instead of being sort of brooding and sulky like Uryu normally is, this this Uryu was kinda like, I'm just wanna go to sleep or fuck it, I don't care. Just get out of here. That's what he looked like. Pretty much. But then like Renji looked like Renji. Yeah. He didn't act like Renji. He acted like some weird, like, delinquent Renji. Like, some weird, like, 
anime typical you know like crazy guy with sword or knife because he like licks the blade and he's like yeah like i hate i hate you human yeah you know what i mean like yeah yeah yeah. it's maybe reminiscent of like the very first episode renji's in when renji very first meets ichigo but you know it quickly isn't that yeah but just how he is around rukia and everything (laughs) and it was just a bit weird yeah, but then, like, even in this film, like, even around Rukia, he's still the same. Like, this, his whole act was kind of weird. I don't agree with that. And, like, Byakuya looked not quite fully like Byakuya, but closer than the actress who played Orihime looked to Orihime. It, and, like, even Ichigo's sisters, right? Isn't one of them blonde? Yeah, but, I mean, both of those little actresses, they were fantastic. Oh, they were brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but, like... I think they were absolutely great. I adored them. But no, I get what you mean. It's just it's just weird, like, in some of these films. And it was the same with Full Metal Alchemist, right? How some things they choose to make as, like, realistic as possible, as in, like, this, this we pulled it straight out of the source material. That's what it looks like in real life. And then other times where they're just sort of like, eh, whatever. Well, I mean, going by the hair again, like, Winry's meant to be blonde, but she's not. Yeah, Ed is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see and then like you know it's it's just weird the things they pick and choose true but the performances from practically everyone in bleach i quite enjoyed actually like ichigo was super solid like that guy uh sota fukushi he was he was a really good ichigo like i really believe that i know i i very much enjoyed it i think he was very very well cast um rukia too yeah that I believed both of those people were those characters. And even Chad, like, I kind of believed he was Chad. He was like, had that weird, quiet thing going. And he looked just big enough in comparison to everyone else. Maybe not as bulky as Chad normally is, but like, I, I still believed it. Urahara looked a bit too old, in my opinion, in the film as well, though. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he also wasn't blonde. Yeah, they just chose an old guy. And like, I don't think Urahara's meant to be that old. No, what, like, Ichigo's only, like, 16, and okay, Urahara and a bunch of the Soul Reapers are, like, hundreds of years old or whatever. Yeah, right, of course, but this guy was just a bit... Yeah, like, when he died, he probably was in his, like, mid to late 20s. Right. (laughs) Like, that guy looked like he was, like, 40. And it's literally, like, a 50-year-old guy playing him with, like... Yeah, in it. (laughs) With all the wrinkles coming out and... Yeah, with the wrinkles and still wearing that doofy hat. It just didn't look right. It did not suit him. That was the thing. Like, they didn't give him blonde hair, but they still made his regular hair look like Urahara and put the stupid hat on. And you're just like, oh, I feel sorry for this man. Yeah. It's like this old Japanese man who has to fucking play this anime character. <laughs> but as I say, I mean, it was good action. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was good. So, you know, they had to make it a film. They had to give it a full on plot. Like, yeah, it would be good. I would enjoy seeing another one, but I feel like it would then suddenly be a really rushed Soul Society arc and this, that, the other. So maybe it's not the for sure. Unless they also was like, oh, we've only done half of Soul Society. Come and watch the next film. And I don't know how much I want to have to keep watching the arcs in parts in films. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to go and watch a part one and then a part two. Can we just be very appreciative that Khan wasn't in it there? Oh, God, yeah. I hate Khan. Although, what's uh, Urahara's, like, assistant? You know, the big muscly glasses guy? I wish he was in it. I like that guy. Yeah. 
there are some characters that would be great to see in a live action form and see how they do it but uh yeah oh god i was i was actually dreading because you know there's that one scene where rookie goes to get like the replacement thing for her weird communicator i thought that was going to be where she gets the con pill thing yeah and i was i was not looking forward to that honestly god that would have been so bad cgi stuffed lion toy <laughs> but i can also appreciate the small details like you know when rookie is explaining stuff and she still draws those shitty rabbits oh yes no that was great that was great just the little attention to that that was brilliant and like i wasn't actually sure because it's japan right and i i was thinking oh they might not want to do the weird like relationship where with his dad where his dad like constantly like beating him up to as a form of training oh no they did that they did that yeah i was so surprised right you know like when he first walks in and his dad just gets him in a fucking like headlock like where you been you're late we eat dinner together every day (laughs) (laughs) that's how my dad treated me (laughs) you're just like whoa okay they just went for it like the guy who played his dad as well oh he's great pretty he was great like ichigo's whole family those actors were perfect i i love them they did they did it so well like as far as like some child actresses and actors that i've seen like those girls were on point it was great oh they were so good really 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 fun to see and they just they played how ichigo's sisters actually are quite well as well i think yeah i i think that's for the saving grace as well yeah good levels of sass you know yeah as I complained about before, like, okay, one of them, I believe Karin, is the uh, his sister that looks like a normal Japanese girl, right? And uh, his other sister, Miyu, is the one who's blonde. Even though the younger sister was not blonde, I still could distinguish before they even spoke names who was who. Oh, yeah. So that really speaks to the performances. Very much so. It was good fun. I mean, who knows? Maybe they will do a second one for us in the future. Again, as I say, seemed to do really well in box office. Like, yeah, I remember watching it and I didn't come away from it in the same way that I have things like the Western Netflix Death Note or Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Evolution. I've never watched Evolution. Oh, treat yourself, honestly. I don't think it would be a treat. I think that'd be a punishment. <laughs> I read I read recently James Masters, who played Piccolo, as in the you know, Spike from Buffy. He recently said, shortly after arriving on set, he could tell that the film was going to be a flop. Ooh. But he's only recently just said that, which I think is hilarious. Ooh, that is rough. But you know, say I came out of Bleach and I was just like, yeah, you know what? It's it's not so bad. It was it was pretty it was it was okay i wouldn't like and i hadn't it's been four years i guess i wouldn't have rushed to see it again but it was good yeah like as a one-time viewing if you were doing you know a a watch along or something like a group viewing in that kind of sense yeah it's worth a watch like watch it once you don't have to watch it again i think the only thing i really wished happened was that ichigo got his shikai release i just wanted to see that big ass cleaver you know yeah. like his normal sword his normal zanbakuto is already pretty big i just wanted to just once like at the end of the film just wanted to see that big ass knife but it never happened and that really bummed me out it would be cool to see in live action just all that Ichigo can do, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, because you saw Renji and uh, Zabimaru, right? He he did a Shikai, and then you, you saw him swing that around like a whip. That was cool. Yeah. 
bit too CGI-y for me. Like, you could tell it was, like, computer-generated, not quite real. Hard to do a sword whip, I guess. But, yeah, like, sometimes, you know, budget went on all of the hollows, I guess. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and those explosions, because... Oh, yeah. They did quite a few explosions. Um, but, yeah, like, besides that, I would I would still recommend you go and watch this if you're interested. If you don't have any interest in Bleach, don't bother. You're not missing out on anything. But if you kind of want to watch it, it's a decent watch. You probably won't regret it. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I, I know that's not a great sell. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, if, as long as you don't go into it thinking that it's going to be completely and utterly true to the source material, then, you know, it's it's an enjoyable watch. It is an enjoyable watch. Yeah, it's plenty out there that are much worse much much worse yes like sam said the netflix death note probably easily the worst oh god if you ever want to watch a live action death note do not go and watch the western version no go go watch the japanese ones they're so much better it's only saving grace as willem defoe oh yeah for sure for sure oh god (laughs) anyway i think this could uh lead us into our next film i think we should talk about one that i didn't know existed until you posted on the whatsapp group the other day that you bought the dvd oh okay yeah <laughs> and that is uh diamond is unbreakable jojo's bizarre adventure chapter one might i add although research has shown that there doesn't look like there's going to be a chapter two anytime soon considering chapter one came out in 2017 and we're on part six of the anime yeah, I don't think they're going to get a chapter two. Kind of a shame, though, because overall, not a bad film. I bloody loved it. I bloody loved it. I I loved it, too. I thought it was cool. Honestly, for a JoJo film, I was expecting a lot worse. But it actually was pretty good. Yeah, from the cover, it, it doesn't look like it'd be an amazing film. It kind of looks like it'd be middling at best. But it was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Really, like i came away from it being like i wish there was a chapter two yeah some of the stands i think definitely looked better than others yeah um so it's relatively true to the manga in which it def oops sorry sorry, sorry about that bang noise that's my phone <laughs> going to the floor it's all right um so it covers the first sort of major arc in diamond is unbreakable yeah pretty much uh of which uh oh god what's his name sugumaru or something like that did i get that right i don't remember uh the guy who is running around with a bow and arrow shooting people in order to find someone who would kill his father for him basically okuyasu's brother yes yeah (laughs) so it follows him it does the whole bit with the serial killer guy who then gets aqua necklaces as stand i don't do you know what the funny thing is i didn't even remember that character you know i remembered the stand over the character i i literally didn't even remember that as i was watching it i googled aqua necklace and i was like ah yes right because i very much remember Jessica getting him in the bottle in uh and then like shaking him about and stuff like that oh okay which uh oh the cat's coming to say hi you might have heard a little chirp there <laughs> um so that was yeah it was it was fun it was it was a good arc and then you know it gets to so you have that it's kind of half the film covers the guy with aqua necklace yeah before you then go into uh the guy who's been shooting people with bow and arrow and his stand is oh god what's it called it's like the 
full frontal assault with the nave with the army thing. Yeah. Total uh... cut. Total bad company. Bad company. There you go. Bad company is the stand. Um. Yeah. It's good. It's really, really well done. Obviously, the bigger evil at work is possibly my favorite JJ villain of all time, Yoshikage Kira. <laughs> Kira Yoshi. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we don't get him in it. There is a tease at the very end where we see a hand in a bag. That's the worst part. That is the worst part. It's a tease. What, that we didn't get to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Tease for chapter two. Oh, that's so sad. But, um, you know, I was so excited about getting to see a live action Yoshikage Kira. But, I mean, we got to see his stand. We got to see, I think it was Red Hot Chili Pepper. Which one's the bomb? Um, I thought the bomb was... He's got two stands, hasn't he? So. Uh, another... I thought his stand was another one bites the dust. Maybe that's another one bites the dust. Right, hang on. Yoshikage Kira stands... Because his other stand is Killer Queen. Killer Queen. Who's Red Hot Chili Pepper? I'm just going crazy. That was the um, electric guy. You know, he had the guitar. Yes. Electric guitar. And he, he was like a, a platypus looking thing. Sorry, you're right. Excuse my poor JJ knowledge, everyone. It is Killer Queen that is his stand. The only reason I remember Kira's stands is because they're Queen songs. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I, I'm a big fan of Queen, so I was like, oh, cool. I'm a killer queen, Elizabeth, diamond lesbian. That's really blow your mind. That was probably all the wrong lyrics. <laughs> yeah, good enough. But it was it was fun. Like honestly, the guy who played Jusuke, really really good. He sold that role. They very much stuck to. I I'm honestly the thing I'm most impressed with, whether it was wigs or not. And let's be honest, it probably was wigs. Is they got the hair right on everyone. Yeah. I know, right? Like, they got everyone's hair right. Josuke's quiff perm thing was perfect. Yeah. And then, like, Koichi's hair. Koichi's hair was good. Uh, Jotaro. Like, they even did the weird hat blending into the hair for Jotaro. Like, I still have some, like, Jotaro wasn't quite hench enough. He wasn't quite hench enough, but I also kind of get it. I quite like how the guy played him. Plus, yeah, at that point, Jotaro's not a teenager anymore. He's a bit older. He's like in his late 30s. And as we've seen from part six so far, Jotaro just kind of seems to lose a lot of his bulk as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, But we still managed to get a good yada yada out of him a couple of times. (laughs) I should have looked it up. I didn't. But I was wondering if the actor who played him was also his voice actor. Because at times he really did sound like what I remember Jotaro sounding like in the anime. I agree. I mean, it's funny you should say that as well, because when I was watching Rurouni Kenshin, there was someone who just sounded identical to Rorino Zoro's voice actor, and I kept like going, oh my god, I keep hearing Zoro, what's going on here? And I was trying <laughs> to frantically Google, but the guy who plays Zoro is just a uh, voice actor. Oh, okay. So potentially, potentially the same with uh, Jitaro. But I mean, they did it well. Yeah, they did. I always forget that Jitaro is technically Jusuke's nephew. Always forget that part. I know that's such a weird, weird thing to think because it's like he's a teenager, but he's in his t- late twenties. Yeah, uh, but it's because it's his granddad. I mean, I do wonder. We've had Koichi show up in part five. I wonder if Jessica would ever show up again. I don't know. I don't think you really, besides Jotaro and uh, Joseph, I don't think you actually see many other JoJo's reappear. No, I mean. You had the Rowan series. The Rohan series was great. 
yeah that was a great series so it would, it would have it would have been cool to see him live action but it didn't quite get that far we kind of get up to the end where koichi gets his stand and it just hatches from the egg but literally does nothing <laughs> that was so good oh man but one thing i did want to mention is did you also laugh really hard at the start of the film because it starts in koichi's room he just moved to uh morio town a little while ago and he's putting up jojo merch yeah i got really confused by that like what was he had manga posters like but he literally had the manga that he put up i'm positive was diamond is unbreakable yeah, I think it was only part four or up to part four, right? It was very confusing. It was so on the nose, but I kind of like it. Yeah, it was just meta for the sake of being meta, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't know how to feel before I went into this film because I was like apprehensive that the CGI was going to be terrible and that the stands were just going to be god awful, right? But I think they actually did it quite tastefully. I agree. I mean, I think some looked better than others. Yeah. Like, um, you know, Bad Company looked great, but it's hard to get wrong. They probably literally just used some drones that looked like <laughs> Hitachi helicopters and, you know, miniature tanks and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, Aqua Necklace looked really cool. It did. Like, how they did that. I really liked the water effects from there. Even Crazy Diamond didn't look too bad nor did star platinum i think the one that maybe because it didn't feature all that much that maybe looked the worst was the hand yeah the hand but the hand's just weird looking anyway i mean that stands in general isn't it most of the time if they got a form they look kind of weird yeah i would agree but you know agreed they, they did them well and i like the whole like kind of phasey wispy effect that they gave them to show that you know they're not all there yeah that there's some sort of but then it was only it was only then once like Josuke got a bit more into knowing what a stand is that they became kind of more solid. I quite liked how they did that. That was quite cool. Yeah, I I think another solid touch. I wasn't even expecting it because I don't remember if they even did that in the anime. Was you know after Jotaro shows up and he has that sort of interaction with Josuke, then he goes back to his hotel and the actor actually spoke English. Yes, he does because uh, Joseph is meant to be American. So he chats to him in American. Yeah. Which is why we got all of the, oh my God, and stuff in the, uh, <laughs> in the manga for Joseph. Uh, in the anime, sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, the English is so good. You know, I feel like I feel like if you watch the, uh, the dub, a lot of that is lost, probably. I think it almost definitely is. I had a friend who said he watched the dub and I was like, oh, did you laugh? And then he didn't quite understand the memes because I don't think they happened. Well, yeah, because he probably is just like genuinely just saying, oh, my God, rather than, oh, my God. Yeah. And he probably is just like, holy shit. It's a holy shit. Yeah, it's uh, I just love <laughs> Joseph so much. He's so good. But um, I was almost disappointed that he doesn't rock up in it. But I mean, of course, he doesn't rock up in Diamond is Unbreakable, does he? So. Who, Joseph? Yeah. No, he doesn't because he's like 70 and he's old and wears that weird like woolly hat all the time <laughs> and that thick ass jacket and then looks after invisible baby he's got the most boring stand he does poor joseph <laughs> but i mean but you know yeah it was it was done well i think you know obviously they couldn't have koichi about four foot tall no but how they the actor who played him was very good for koichi i think 
yeah, I I really believed him as Koichi, and he looked a lot like a Koichi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I genuinely think like a lot of the casting was done really, really well for it. So yeah, it's solid. But as you say, 2017, the likelihood of a chapter two at this point probably not on the <laughs> cards. But if it is, I would watch it. I know, right? That's the. It honestly is the saddest thing because it looks like it'd be a pretty bad film just from the cover. Like the cover really does it an injustice. But the film was actually pretty good. And based off what we watched, I really would have liked a, a chapter two because we would have at least seen some of Kira Yoshikage. I don't want to see Shigechi and his stupid harvest. I hate that character, but he would be in it. Like you would have seen so much and so many of these characters like it would have just been really cool. But then I feel like if they somehow managed to get a part two, then they probably would have been like, oh, come and watch part three. And then it would have finished. Because, you know, like Jojo part four, like Diamond is Unbreakable is fairly long, it feels like. So I don't think they would have done the whole thing in two films. I'd have loved to see the alien guy that has literally no bearing to the story whatsoever. And then they just kind of leave him. <laughs> him and the like, there's some characters that would be perfect for. Like, I really wanted to see the the chef who like seems like they're torturing people but then the food is actually just making them more healthy and more beautiful i wanted i wanted to see crazy love in action but you know they set it up so well that she was about to basically use her hair on koichi yeah but um you know it was it was set up and she played the part very very well oh she did but we didn't we didn't get to see crazy love in action which saddened me Although saying that, I think the tease for her almost getting a stand was kind of a bit lame as well, because it just it just looked like they put a fan underneath her and have her hair blow a little bit, but they didn't turn the fan up just enough. So it sort of floated a little bit and you're like, ooh, spooky, but it wasn't like, holy shit, that's her. Yeah, I just reminded myself who Shigechi is and... Uh... Yeah, I hate him. I hate him shigechi he's the worst character in that whole part pepe likes to wind me up with that character all the time i just be really interested to see how on earth they would do him just with his weird little spikes in his head with that fucking dodoria head yeah he's just like <laughs> a dodoria and human love child isn't he oh god that makes it worse <laughs> <laughs> that's something i wish i'd never have to imagine yeah but here we are um i mean What's the guy who, you know, very quickly becomes Jusuke and Koichi's friend uh, who has the hand? What's the guy who names him? Nijimura. Nijimura, that's it, right? Yes. Yeah, they did kind of... That is the one thing with it. Like, you know, one second, they're fighting. The next second, what's his face? The guy who's shooting everyone with bows and arrows is just like, uh, you know, I don't really need you anymore. And then it's just like, oh, okay... And then suddenly at the very end, Nijimura and Josuke and Koichi are the best of friends when there was nothing really about Nijimura really making amends with them in the film. Uh, so that was a bit, you know, obviously it does happen in the in the anime. I mean, he kind of... He did, but he didn't. It wasn't, it was done very, very fleeting and quickly. It is, but I also kind of remember the anime being a bit like that. Where just... Yeah, the one minute they're fighting Okuyasu and his brother and his brother betrays him. And then all of a sudden, Okuyasu is just on their side. And then they're the best of mates. Yeah, because at, at the very end, they're just like walking around, arms over each other's shoulders. And Koichi's like, I've now got these two. And Okuyasu's <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm your friend now. I have friends. Yeah, like, honestly, I remember that in the anime as well. 
I it's it's I think I need to rewatch part four because it was just so great. And to be honest, I think I just need to rewatch all of JoJo because it's all great. Yeah, same. I I would like to do that, but I think I might wait until all of part six is out, and I might just like run through the whole thing. Oh, that'd be good, mate. I'm I'm tempted to just watch it, but trying the dub and see how much I can Ooh. stand. But there, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but I probably would give up pretty quickly. To be honest, I think I just I just can't I can't watch a dub in a manga anymore in a manga in an anime. Yeah, I think I uh, tried to watch some of part three. I think I watched an episode in dub. I okay. When I say some, I mean some of the first episode. I think I got five minutes in and I went, "I'm not doing this." What does Jessica say instead of yada yada? Does he just go, "Good grief"? Um, because yada yada is like his entire catchphrase. Yada yada. I don't think Josuke says a yada yada. Not Josuke, Jotaro. Oh, jo- Jotaro is still, I don't know actually, probably good grief, yeah. Yeah, just good grief. Yada yada. Yeah, I know, it doesn't quite hit like yada yada, does it? No. What would be great is if uh, the part five dub is just everyone with Italian accents. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, but then you don't like... I'm Bucciaretti. Yeah, you don't get Japanese-Italian, though. You don't get the guy who walks around going, Di molto! It'll <laughs> uh, be so good. That is one thing that I did also think, though. It's not only did I want a chapter two, I was kind of like, I kind of want to see more JoJo live action, not just part four, you know? Like, Oh, yeah. I, I kind of want to see what they would do. It'd be, I think it'd be kind of fun. Agreed. I'm just thinking what one is probably the technically could be the easiest for them to do, and in terms of length... I would say probably part five would be right. Quite easy to do in two chapters of two hour films kind of thing. You know? Yeah. You get up to the boat when Wass's face leaves for the first chapter and then you do just the <laughs> entire end in Rome for the second chapter. Pretty much. And Bob's your uncle, you're done. And then we'd even get to see uh, Jean-Pierre, which would be my favorite thing in the world. I love Polnareff. Yeah. And then we get to see Polnareff Turtle. Polner F is literally just my favorite JJ character of all time. I actually don't know who my favorite character of all time is. I just I just love Polner F. There's just something about him. He just kills me. Yeah, part five would probably be the easiest because I think it is the shortest. Yeah. But I also don't have any experience of any other JoJo medium. I, I've only watched the anime. I haven't read the manga. I've seen this film now, like, and I've played one of the games. Yeah, I played one of the games as well. I think it was like the team fighting one or something. Yeah, Eyes of Heaven on PS4. That's the one. Eyes of Heaven. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'd still like to see what a part one and part two could look like as well, because part one would also be quite easy to do. Oh, that would be very quick and very easy. I would love to see a live action DA. That'd be like a single film, but that would also be different because obviously Hamon and stuff. So it'd be a bit more like your typical kind of martial arts film, I think, which could still be cool. I've always wondered why they decided to just completely change up the abilities in it, but maybe they just realized that's all we can do with Hamon. Yeah, it probably was just a limitation of Hamon. And also probably because I don't remember when, but Jojo used to be in Shonen Jump and then it switched magazines partway through. I think that's somewhere in part three. It stopped being Shonen Jump. How many parts are there now? Like what have we got after Jolene? Uh, part eight is finished, and I believe he's working on Jojo Part Nine, Jojo World. Nice. 
I mean, I, there's not there's not been a single bad part so far. So I've heard part eight is a bit long and it's kind of like it dips quite a lot. But part eight is also back in Morio Town and it's Josuke Higashikata the eighth. And it's weirdly like every character's got most of the main characters have like a name like that where there's sort of like a reference to the old JoJo's. But I don't know. I've, I've not got that far. But they're just uh, far descendants of them at this point potentially i have no idea again i don't actually know but and yeah jotaro will still show up because he shows up all the time (laughs) hey man who knows anything can happen right i mean part seven is jojo on horses is it is it literally oh do you not know about steel ball run no oh my god tell me yeah it's literally jojo on horses it's literally jojo on horses and they're hunting uh the seven pieces of jesus so that they can make a wish excellent and it's focused on Johnny Joestar, who's paralyzed from the waist down, I believe. Which is why he rides his horse. Uh, they all are horse riders for some reason. It's more fo- Apparently, part seven is more focused on Diego, who is a Dio descendant. Sounds like it. Uh, and he, there's two of him or something. There's one from the present and then one from the future. And the one from the future stand is a literal dinosaur nice it yeah it's weird i mean what in jojo isn't because it is a bizarre adventure but i mean like you can already tell how strange it is because i said it was a a partially paralyzed jojo two dios fucking on horses hunting bodies parts of jesus like it sounds like i'm just having like a bad trip oh my god and his uh first main character whose uh stand isn't humanoid yeah his stands a freaking elephant yeah right it looks really weird i love it i'm so excited oh but it seems to mutate as we go along okay i'll stop giving myself spoilers <laughs> well that's the thing i've already like told you so much and even i did i've had to i did a bit of research on it just because i was curious but yeah i that one will be interesting to see <laughs> yeah i'm very 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 much liking stone ocean right now but i know right See, Stone Ocean, if there was a live action, I'd watch it, because Stone Ocean's pretty cool. Agreed. Plus, we could have another Jotaro. <laughs> I mean, same Jotaro. He could come back. Uh, well, he's got he's got the purple outfit with the leopard print. They just need to work out a way to yeah blend the leopard print trousers into the shoes. I mean, surely that'd be a custom job, yeah? Like, some weird overalls or something? I might get some trousers made up like that. <laughs> Like, I'd imagine it's, like, overalls or something. Or, you know, like, uh, the fishermen wear those things, the the waders. Yeah. Something like that, but just leopard print. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, Nathan, we could probably sit and talk about JoJo all day. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week for more live-action adaptations.